You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. You are very welcome. I am Ahanu, and my lovely Angel Rose is sitting right beside me. Now, today we are going to speak about worthiness and power, but the kind that is personal power. And many of you will know that we've had a website for many years called World of Empowerment. And a lot of times when we start things, we don't really know the full extent of what they're about or where they're going. But this issue of personal power and empowerment is really big and more so in the climate of the political world today. And we're finding that people are coming to us and asking questions about worthiness. And in a way, this has a huge throwback to the whole religious aspect of worthiness and punishment and guilt. So we're bringing up a lot of stuff here. And we feel also that it's coming up in people all over the world. And it's being displayed right in front of our faces that you have ethnicity, say, other white supremacists saying, you know, you you coloured people are not worthy. Build a wall, get out, all this kind of stuff that's being displayed in politics. And you also have it in business and you also have it in male-female relationships. Women don't deserve to earn as much as men and all this. So we have this worthiness issue that's pervasive in society. But what we want to do is we want to go back and and bring it down to the level of personal power, what it is in us that feels we're not worthy, what what it is in us and where it originated that somehow we're not good enough or somehow we don't deserve the best. So let's dive deep into that today, Angel Rose. Yeah, it, it is a topic that I think really hits so many people in varying degrees and varying levels. And I think that in exploring your own consciousness, that sooner or later you realize that Whatever you experience in your life, it comes from your own state of consciousness. And this is what I'm always reminded of, Ahana, when I go through something myself and I ask for help from a higher place. I always know when I'm getting a true answer. A lot of times people also want to know how do you discern what's true and what's false. And the way I always know is because a higher being will always show you parts of yourself that are the cause of something you're experiencing. In other words, it always brings it back to your own sense of personal power in the way that you're either always a creative being or you're never a creative being. There's there's no way to have it in between someplace. It's either all coming from your consciousness or it isn't. So how it's been explained to me is what we experience in our outer world really is a result of what we think about ourselves. That people around us play or act out these roles for us depending on what we think and believe. So people who come into your life on a personal level, for example, and and the way they are with you, 
whether they're wonderful or they're not so wonderful, it all mirrors a certain part of our own consciousness. And I, I think when we talk about the world today as well, and we look at some of the things that are happening, especially in America, and a lot of us can shake our heads and say, wow, that's really insane, you know? Or the way people are behaving, the division, the hatred, the segregation, the victim consciousness in terms of who's to blame for what. And certainly, if I do say so, our president is acting that out as well. Who's to blame for causing this in his life or that in his life? Or it's the media, it's the Russians, it's Obama, it's the British whoever he can find to pin something on and then take it back when it's convenient for him or when he gets pressure. It's the Muslims are doing it. That whole way of thinking in the fact that Americans have him as their leader shows you where the consciousness still is. It's still in this victim place. Now, there's a lot of people who disagree with him and don't have that consciousness. But I think we have to come to a place where we stop looking outside ourselves for our worthiness Mm -hmm. because it really does come from your own beliefs about yourself. So Mm -hmm. we're so busy worrying about how we're going to pay the bills. You know, our whole... Energy is on our outer work and our pleasure. That's what we care about, right? Our outer work so we can survive and our pleasures. You know, very few of us really inquire inside ourselves to say, well, what is the content of my consciousness and my beliefs? Where do I still have some patterns from perhaps childhood or somewhere that are still affecting me today? And, you know, whatever does not come up to consciousness, you don't have any power over. But once you realize a part of yourself that brings certain experiences into your life, then you're at a place where you're in power again and you can choose. And, And, you know, like I say, years ago, it was Archangel Raphael who was my teacher. And whenever I was going through something, that angel would always make me ask, well, why would you want to use your powerful mind that way? Always brought it back to me. And now, um, as you know, Hanu, I love Babaji, this immortal master who's been even spoken of as the creator itself. I love Babaji. I've had wonderful experience of Babaji's love. And recently I've been going through some things and asking Babaji for clarity. And again, it always comes back to the kind of answers you get. Isn't that your problem is magically fixed? It's that it shows you what's going on in your own consciousness that created it. And so in a way, no matter what it is, even if it's a painful memory or if it's a pattern you've been struggling with, isn't it wonderful though to have the realization that it's all coming from you? Because that implies that the answer is there too. If it's all coming from you, then you can change anything. And we're reading a book now. What's it called, Ahanu? Do you remember? 
Oh, something about a Chiringa. Al Chiringa. Al Chiringa. Or something like that. Anyway, it's a, it's a woman's personal story about her memory of being on a Pleiadian ship that the intention of these Pleiadians were to come to Earth and increase the genetic, raise the genetic bar. In other words, they were going to bring their higher intelligence to the Earth. Well, supposedly it was the origin of humankind. The human body. Human body, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, you and I were talking about this this morning because then there's the Anunnaki belief, right, that the Anunnaki created this particular human form and the consensus is is that they left out particular coding so that we couldn't be as intelligent as them so that they could always have dominion over us, remember? Huh? Mm-hmm. And certainly even going back into religions where they there's always a being mm-hmm. that's more powerful than you that is your authority. There's always this hierarchy. There is. The truth about that, though, what I was realizing this morning from Baba G is that as far as the human body goes, we can look at it and say, all right, it's it's not the most intelligent life form in the universe, but God is still within it. What I got from Baba G is that it's all consciousness. It has nothing to do with the physical form, really. It's consciousness. It's all about the state of consciousness. And you can change your state of consciousness anytime you want. Once you decide to and realize that you have the power to change anything within yourself from a belief system, an opinion, an idea. You started talking today about worthiness. I would say that that probably is one of the biggest problems that we all have. And it does come down to what you do think you deserve. And it comes down to your sense of self-value. When you evaluate your life, where you look at things around you, what you have, what you don't have, it can all come down to how much value you think you have. Because certainly, when you think you have a lot of value or you feel you're contributing something of value to the world or you're being received well by others, then you perceive that you have a high sense of value. Most of us would say that we don't have certain things, whether it's love in form of a relationship or it's financial support or a freedom to do more things that we like. And there's all these reasons why we think we don't have them or can't do things. But what Babaji was saying to me this morning was, it's still a matter of consciousness. Your perception of your value, your perception of what you can have and can't have, things you give yourself permission to say yes to and other things no to, it's all perception. It's all your personal perception. It has nothing to do with anything in the outside world. It has everything to do with what's inside your own consciousness. This is where the key lies to personal power and empowerment. But I just want to pop back to the conversation when we were mentioning about politics and only to be aware that we're actually apolitical. It doesn't matter to us simply because we're looking at it in a sense as a projection of our own thoughts. So, Politics is a perfect example of our personal power. You can decide that this affects you 
that this takes your power away, no matter what it is that's going on in the world of government or rules or laws, that this takes your power away or it doesn't take your power away. So this is a very important way to look at things, that it's all to do with self-sovereignty. If you're not sovereign, then sure, you're going to be affected by every rule and regulation and law that's out there. Whereas if you're self-sovereign, there's no rule of law that's going to affect your sense of self-awareness and your sense of self-authority. So that's a very important point. The other thing to remember is, Angel Rose mentioned about discernment, and many times people have asked us, how, how do we tell truth from lies? How can we become more discerning? And it is something that we teach people. It's a very fundamental and easy way to do it. And we've actually used it in the course of reading this book, Al Karinga, because what we're finding is that there are elements of that that are true. There are other elements of it that are not true. And how do you discern one or the other? And the way you do it is you simply bounce it off your own self-awareness. You bounce it off your own solar plexus and you feel for the answer. And you can ask that about anything, whether it's a political statement, whether it's something somebody says to you, whether it's something that's going on in your own mind. You can say, is this true? And just feel for the answer. And that is how you get the best discernment. Because what's happening then is that your own self-sovereignty is responding and it will respond to truth. So that's a little technique, very simple, that we have taught many, many people and who have responded with an amazing new sense of discernment over what is true and what is lies. So do take that on board. The other thing I want to mention is that uh, Angel Rose mentioned Babaji and there is a, a fabulous book now out that Sandra Ray has written called simply Babaji and we'll put a link to it at the end of this podcast for people to get hold of it. And then that other book she mentioned, Al Karinga, we'll also put a link to that. But as I say, be aware, always bounce these things off your own sense of self-awareness and be discerning in everything you choose to listen to and everything you choose to ingest. So with that, we're going to take a quick little studio break. We will be right back after this. Stay with us. Gail Rose and Ahanu are a twin flame couple who devote their lives to helping you grow in spiritual awareness in an awakening world. Drawing on over 50 years of combined experience and expertise in self-mastery and ascension mechanics, they bring practical spirituality into a fast-changing world so you can find truth and inner happiness. Anne Gale's spiritual journey began when she was just 19 after the tragic death of her first husband three months after their wedding. She dedicated herself to finding the answers to the deepest spiritual questions by journeying into the mysteries of the spirit world while exploring consciousness and its expansive potential. She spent years meditating and being taught by Archangel Raphael, who took her on many journeys into other worlds and planes of existence. Today, Anne Gale teaches her unique home study course on how to read Akashic Records, transformational writing, beginner through advanced tarot, as well as authoring the books A Time of Change and The Nature of Reality, both transcripts from the Akashic Records. 
After the death of his firstborn son, Ryan Columbus, Ahanu wrote his epic work, The Reincarnation of Columbus, available from Amazon.com and the ReincarnationofColumbus.com. With his past in the oil field and computer industries behind him, but with grief and pain as grist for his soul, he practiced transcendental meditation to Siddha-level awareness, unfolding his life as a visionary artist and spiritual teacher. He started his first organic holistic health farm in Ireland in 1993, which continues to this day as holistic, i.e. importing raw, vegan, health force nutritionals for the Irish market. He founded the World of Empowerment Organization and the Spirit of Love Project in 2009, offering a new dimension of spiritual and ancestral healing with his spiritual artwork. Ahanu's wide range of well-known metaphysical ebooks have been published on Amazon, and his artist portfolio website, ahanu.com, showcases hundreds of his spirit art, which are also available on fineartamerica.com. Ahanu is an author, artist, and motivational speaker, intuitive personal and business coach, publisher and radio host of the Honest to God series. Together, Ahanu and Angel Rose have held workshops in manifesting, self-healing, working with homeopathic color remedies, beginner through advanced tarot, visionary art, psychic surgery, quantum jumping, how to read the Akashic Records, and more. Through their weekly online Akashic Record Group sessions, podcasts, workshops, retreats, and private business consulting, they have empowered thousands of people worldwide. For further information or to arrange an interview, book signing, speaking engagement, attend a workshop or home study course, or order a Spirit of Love painting or Akashic Records reading, please contact them from their website at worldofempowerment.com. That's all one word, worldofempowerment.com, or by phone in the USA at 224 588 8026. All right, we're back now, Hanu, and, and I wanted to flip back over to, to you mentioned politics and what's going on and being in our own sense of power around it. And there is another aspect to that which I think needs to be addressed, and that is, is that we do live in a symbolic universe. In other words, the way you read things that go on outside of yourself, is that they're all symbolic of an inner state. When it comes to things going on in politics or decisions that are being made that are look like they're unethical, like I think you mentioned earlier about the environment, right? About our president taking away the funding for environmental concerns or clean water bills, for example. The thing is, is that it doesn't stop any individual corporation or person from still cleaning the environment or still being responsible for clean water, for example. So just because our president is giving the oil companies permission to continue to create pipelines that could pollute water, it doesn't mean they have to. It's the same thing with coal companies or any company, just because somebody's lightening up on the regulations where you don't have 
a supervisor standing over your head and making sure you toe the mark, it doesn't mean they can't be mature and responsible people and do it themselves. And, you know, I have a daughter who is an environmental scientist, and her job really is to go around to construction companies and make sure that they're staying up to code in terms of where they dump things and and they got to be watched. And I think that's sad, isn't it, really, to think that we have to have policing going on to keep us responsible people. Whereas a true shift in consciousness right now in this world wouldn't be that we all hang our heads and say, oh, look what President Trump's doing. He's taking away, he's allowing these people to have free reign again and destroy our environment. The higher side of that would be if these companies themselves would be responsible human beings and take care of the environment themselves. Just like how we're noticing that, okay, Monsanto has come out and destroyed a lot of crops, right? Destroyed the health benefits of a lot of crops. It hasn't stopped people from turning their own cities into gardens and parks into gardens and starting large-scale organic farming in their own communities to feed their own people. So even if you look at taking away the funding, what that says to me is, okay, the people, the people themselves in a city or community need to come up with another way. It's not like you're supposed to put the elderly all back to work now at a certain age. It's that how can the community now do it? And whether it's growing a, a big garden in their cities or not, this is something that is spreading and it's a wonderful thing. I think my point is, is, and this goes back to our dependence on authority figures to run our lives, that as long as we're doing that, And as long as we're relying on leaders of countries and other people to decide how we behave and what we can do and can't do, we're never going to be in our our power. We're never going to be self-responsible people and understand just what Babaji is reminding us all of. It's all in your own consciousness. Whatever you experience, it's a result of us. So I think we have a chance now really as as a human race to really upgrade ourselves in terms of our humanity and our sense of, you know, taking our own power back, not in a way where you start wars or you incite violence or we're not talking about anything like that. We're talking about the decisions that you make every day about your own welfare and your own self-responsibility and and your community. You know, why do we have to rely on a president to create laws or Congress to make us, you know, toe the mark? I mean, why aren't we doing it anyway? Why don't we care enough about the air and the water and the plants and the food? Why don't companies care enough themselves to be responsible? Certainly with this shift to free energy that is available now and young people who have made inventions to clean water and clean air, you would think that these companies who have been making oil or other types of energy, nuclear energy, that are not clean, you think that they'd be happy to shift themselves over 
to something more sustainable. And there's always ways to earn money. You know, I've never bought the belief that, oh, they'd lose so much money, they'd go down the tubes. I think, no, why not just switch gears? Okay. And you can still earn money on things that are sustainable. So to me, you know, all of this, I I think the problem humans have is we don't behave properly. And so we've always relied on somebody to tell us what to do, whether it's the religions or your teachers or your parents. You know, where is the point where you become a real adult and you start behaving responsibly just because it's the harmonious, loving thing to do? Beautiful point, Ingrid Rose. Now, we're talking about making a choice and that's all everything comes down to at the end of the day is making a choice and making a choice to be more self-sovereign, making a choice to be your own authority, making a choice to not depend on big government for your future, your welfare, your safety, all of these things. It is just a choice. But also, side by side with that, we have to recognize that a lot of times in this 3D reality, our thoughts take some time to manifest because we we are finding that manifesting is happening quicker and quicker. But still, there is a perceptible delay between the thought and its manifestation. So for that reason, we have found, and I think science has actually shown or proven, that there's typically a period of 30 days before the choice, the change of mind, actually starts to manifest in the body and in your environment. And they say this um, as a perfect example would be a diet, for example, that if you choose to change your diet, that it usually takes 30 days before that will manifest into the body. Or if you decide that you're you're going to become more fit or that you're going to earn more money or you're going to whatever it is, whatever that choice is, you make the choice in the moment, but before it manifests out into the world, it can be 30 days. Now, that's changing and things are accelerating. But at the same time, though, a lot of times people do fail simply because after two or three days or seven days or 10 days, they say, oh, this is not working. My choice is not obviously harmonious enough or my choice is failing or I can't sustain this. And they don't follow it through. And we see this, as I say, diet is a perfect example. After a week, they just drop the diet because they think it's not working. Not always, but just as an example. The same is true of all of our activities in this world. The choice has to be strong enough to sustain it so that it becomes the norm. So if one decides that, well, I'm going to become self-sovereign, the choice has to be remade every day. The choice has to be remade every day just to confirm and affirm so that it becomes second nature, so that afterwards it's no longer a choice, it's just a way of being. I'm going to bring this whole thing back too, to why don't people do things that are more Mm life-affirming? And I think it goes back to what you originally started this conversation about today is self-worth. Do you love yourself enough to start making some choices that are harmonious and healthy. I'm not talking about changing your diet or anything. I'm not talking about anything specific like that. 
I'm saying that when we look at human behavior and we look at why we don't make choices. Okay, so here's an example. You can go anywhere and see trash thrown on the ground, for example, right? Now, people are a lot better about it than they ever used to be. But again, we had to pass laws that were fines for littering in order for people to do that. But why doesn't a person naturally pick up after themselves, for example? Why don't they throw trash away in a proper container? I mean, like I say, we're a lot better at it than we used to be. It's just an example I'm using. The same thing when you do go to a grocery store and you're really attracted to a particular food item that might be organic as opposed to the same item sprayed with chemicals. You know, why do you choose the one sprayed with chemicals? Because you tell yourself that the organic one's too expensive. But that's not really the reason. Because if you really loved yourself, you'd pick the organic one. It would be natural to do so. You could apply the same thing to relationships and how we allow ourselves to be treated. You know, why don't we make a choice to get out of something that we know isn't nurturing or isn't healthy? We tell ourselves all sorts of reasons, but the truth is it all comes back to value and it has to be applied to the earth and to each other. Do the trees really want to die because we're polluting the atmosphere? We're being sprayed with poisons every single day by airplanes spewing chemtrails all over the place. Who's spraying that? Who's operating those planes that are saying yes to doing that, to poisoning people? I mean, what kind of people are they? And this is what my point is, though. And then bringing it back around to, once again, us changing our consciousness. So my mind goes to, we do need to be doing more self-inquiry into ourselves to be asking about the own causes, the causes within our own consciousness that create certain things in our lives and then loving ourselves more. Mm-hmm. Do you remember a couple of years ago, Ahano, through the Akashic Records, Source gave us a whole dictation on not loving ourselves enough and living mediocre lifestyles, yes. mediocre being complacency and not caring enough about ourselves. accepting less. Accepting less and not valuing life and ourselves more. Mm -hmm. So once again, I think, again, coming full circle with this, just a reminder that it is all consciousness. It's all perception. It's all how you see yourself and what you believe about yourself dictates the quality of your life and everything in it. So... The universe out there is just a symbolic representation of what's in your consciousness. And you can change your mind at any time. Anytime anything that you have hidden away in your subconscious comes to light, you're in a place of choice and power. And I think it deserves inquiry into the content of ourselves in order to shift the quality of life on the planet. Yeah, that's a beautiful note on which to finish. And uh, just one quick point. When you mentioned about people saying no, there's a very good friend of ours who was asked in his time when he was in the Air Force to fly an atomic bomb, do you remember? 
and he actually refused. And it was a huge thing because, of course, he was facing court martials and all sorts of stuff. But he, his consciousness wouldn't let him fly such a deadly weapon in case of accident or, or if he was asked to fire it. Mm-hmm. So he said no. Now, I have the height of admiration for that because that's a man standing in his personal power. I know. A beautiful thing. That was great. Yeah. So just a quick little summary. We've talked about the uh, mm-hmm. opportunities that we constantly have to upgrade ourselves in every moment. And we've also given you a little discernment technique. And we've talked about the higher consciousness really is down to the choice in every moment. Just that shift, that decision to shift. And we've taken a quick look at self-worth and the opportunities we have for harmony to create harmony ourselves and not be dependent on big pharma and big government at every opportunity. And then finally, let's close with this very old saying that I heard many, many years ago, that stone walls do not a prison make, nor iron bars a cage. And what that was really saying was that we have that self-sovereignty inside us. We have that freedom inside ourselves. That's the consciousness that Engel Rose was talking about. So we leave it there. We thank you for being with us. You are a blessing and we appreciate you so much and we love you. Until next time. Thank you and see you later. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world.